Okay, hands up everybody. Who has experienced that really frustrating feeling of having one week where you're super crazy booked, you've had lots of people in your schedule, and then the next week it's really quiet, and then the next week it's sort of, you know, in the middle, and then the following week it's really quiet, and so on and so forth. Who's experienced that? I'm betting a lot of your hands are up, so let's talk about that, because that's a big issue. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table. I'm your host, Candace Eisner. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's podcast episode. Probably you figured out from the intro, we're going to talk about the sort of feast or famine roller coaster of client bookings that a lot of massage therapists, including myself back when I was actively massaging, um, have experienced in their schedule and how frustrating it is. So is this a familiar scenario to you? And I'm betting it probably is. You've got this awesome place to work. Maybe you're you're solo or maybe you work in a clinic with lots of other therapists or maybe you do on-site work. It doesn't really matter what you do, but you like it and it works for you and you're happy there. But here's the problem. Some weeks it can be really slow. So you do whatever you feel you need to do in order to sort of drum up more business. Maybe you're calling some previous clients to see if they wanna come in. Maybe you're working on posting to your blog or in a newsletter you send out to clients. Maybe you're looking for events to attend so you can hand out business cards and meet people and do that networking kind of thing. Whatever it might be, you do it and your schedule starts to slowly fill up. Awesome, yay, that's what you wanted. So now that your schedule is full, you can stop sending the newsletter, you stop attending the networking events, and you stop calling your clients to check on them and ask them to rebook. But then your schedule starts to get quiet again. The rush of people is now dwindling and you need to start thinking about drumming up business again. So now we're back at the beginning, restarting our client outreach and our marketing. So why are we doing it that way? Why does it make any sense whatsoever to do it that way? Wouldn't it make more sense to always be thinking about keeping things busy, about getting your clients to rebook and finding new clients and always doing your marketing and client outreach you need to do to make those happen even when you are busy? Now, of course, you can't predict the future. I can't predict the future. None of us can predict the future. (laughs) So there's gonna be times where you're gonna have a quiet day or a quiet week because that's just normal and natural and that's the ebb and flow of life. Personally, I've always found the summer to be more quiet because everyone's on vacation or enjoying the beautiful weather or just in total relax mode and they're not really thinking about starting new projects or coming in for a massage in you guys' case. Or sometimes you're going to need to step away from your business for a bit to handle some sort of family matter. Maybe it's a crisis or maybe it's just some personal issue that's come up. Um, Although I will say if you automate some of your marketing, your business will continue on in some sort of ways if you if you do that, but more on that in a little bit. Or sometimes you're gonna have a major client have to stop seeing you because they're moving or they're really seriously ill or some other factor totally beyond your control that leaves this humongous hole in your schedule. So life happens. I'm not gonna say that you're never gonna have slower times in your business. There will be slow times. But what I am saying is the slow times can be more manageable. Instead of weeks where you've got barely enough bookings to pay your bills, you're going to have weeks where you've got some openings in your schedule, but it's going to be completely fine if they don't fill. Instead of the roller coaster of feast or famine, you'll have a schedule that's much more even keeled and much more predictable over, you know, over a term, not maybe day to day, but over, say, the month. 
that way you can plan financially and that's a big deal, right? But how do you do that? Well, if you've been listening this long, you probably figured it out. You need to have a marketing plan and you need to stick to it. Even when your schedule is really busy. Consistency is the key to getting things done. I've I've borrowed that little phrase from Jason Zook, but honestly, there are a lot of people out there who say the same sort of thing. And by consistency, I really do mean schedule it into your day planner. So every Monday at 11 a.m. or whatever time you want to pick, I just pulled that out of a hat, you do it. And remember, the more you do something, the easier it gets. So as you do your marketing, you're going to find it easier and easier to do, and it's going to be quicker and simpler, and you know it's going to be less of a sort of a big deal. If you find marketing to be a big deal now, the more you do it, the less it'll be a big deal. So let's talk about that marketing then. So does, it, does that mean that you're going to have to pay for really cheesy ads you don't like or cold call a bunch of people or stand on a street corner feeling really uncomfortable and hand out your business cards? Hell no. I'm not about to tell you you have to do a bunch of marketing that feels really wrong or out of place for you. I personally wouldn't do anything like that. And there's no way in heck I'm going to tell all of you to do that. So What you need to do instead is find methods that feel workable for you. That doesn't mean they're not going to be out of your comfort zone sometimes, but they shouldn't feel dishonest or gross or just plain like unachievable because nobody wants that. So how do you figure out what might be workable for you? Well, you need to draw upon your strengths and use those to your advantage when coming up with a marketing plan. It's kind of like most things in life, right? So for example, if you're a pretty good writer and you have okay computer skills, you know, you can sort of get around Microsoft Word or, you know, blog software, like you're fairly comfortable with that kind of idea, a weekly newsletter and blog would be an awesome match for you. So you would send out the newsletter, which we've talked about in a previous podcast, to current and recent past clients. Um, Obviously, you want to stay within your anti-spam laws. So don't send things to people who haven't seen you in years. You know, we can, if you need more information on anti-spam laws, look up, um, if you're in Canada, look up Castle or um, you're welcome to send me an email to ask me questions about that. Anyway, repost that same content from your newsletter onto your blog and mention the newsletter and your blog on any social media that you use or mention it to your clients, anywhere you can think of to share it with you know friends and family, anywhere you can think of that people are going to sign up for it and get the word out that you have this newsletter and a blog. And another idea is um, if you really love the idea of creating videos, like that seems really fun to you and you know you feel somewhat comfortable being on camera, you could start a YouTube channel and you could have weekly videos uh, targeted at current and potential clients. They could be about anything at all that you think people are going to get value from. So it could be like self-care tips. It could be exercises for injury prevention. It could be showing runners how to tie a heel lock. Um, For those of you who are runners, you probably know what a heel lock is. And trust me, there are tons of runners out there who don't know. I didn't learn until I think last year or the year before. And I've been a runner since 2004. So I was like, what? How did I not know this? So if you know how to do that, make a video. Um, You could also do a quick demo of a simple baby massage, you know, whatever makes sense for the kinds of clients that you're targeting, make videos for that. They don't have to be super long and you don't need a ton of like really expensive equipment to make it work. Um, You know, you can probably just use your phone to record them at least at first, you know, until you sort of get a groove going. You can then promote your videos anywhere that works for you, just like the example above where I was talking about promoting uh, a blog and a newsletter. 
So like a newsletter, your website, social media, wherever you can think of to promote the videos, uh, do that. Or if you're the kind of person who really loves to talk to people, love meeting new people, you're pretty comfortable in front of a crowd, you're just that kind of person, you're super social, you love that stuff, maybe you should think about giving some sort of regular talk at places your potential clients would hang out. There's tons of possibilities there. You could probably think of a few yourself. You go to yoga studios, running shops, offices, mom and baby classes, anywhere you can think of that might, there might be people who are interested in what you would have to say and would love to have you into some sort of guest speaker, maybe on an employee health and wellness day or for the new moms or whatever it might be, whatever the case might be. What you want to do is bring some sort of useful information with you that would be free for them to have and, of course, your business cards and give a link to your website with extra information. Also, another thing you can do is you can take down the phone number of anyone who sounds really interested in booking with you and you can give them a follow-up call to answer any further questions and book them into your schedule. There's one simple way to increase the number of bookings you get from that event. So... There's three ideas off the top of my head. So the newsletter and blog thing or doing videos or giving public talks. And I'm sure you guys can think of lots of other ways that you can promote your business. The key is to find a plan that works for you and stick to it year round, not just when you feel like it, not just when your schedule gets really slow. If you are consistent, you'll start to see results. So one more issue before I wrap things up here for this week. I mentioned earlier about automation and how it can help keep your business going when things are really busy, whether it's expectedly busy, you know, or unexpectedly busy due to some sort of emergency, it doesn't matter. Now, I do feel it's important to not automate things too much. People do want to feel like they're communicating with a human being, not a robot after all, right? So please don't automate everything. But... You can plan ahead for those busy year-end months, for example, when you're too busy giving treatments and keeping up on your charts and laundry and, you know, handing out gift certificates that everybody wants to give out for the holidays instead of worrying about your marketing. You just, I, I do get it. You don't have time in December usually to do those things. So here's how you can plan ahead. If you're doing an email newsletter, you can write several in advance while things are slower, say in the summer or early fall, and schedule them to go out during the busy time without you having to actually do anything else. Any email newsletter solution you might use that's out there, MailChimp has this, um, you would have that as an option to schedule things to go out at a later date. And if it doesn't, you really need to switch to something that does. So there's one solution. The same thing goes actually for blog posts and even YouTube videos. You can schedule things to go out at a later date. The key is to make sure you're ready in advance of the busy season and don't just keep putting it off until you know, you're know you already in the thick of things and then, oh my God, what do I do? I don't have time. That's not okay. So you gotta, you gotta think ahead a little bit, a few months ahead. Of course, the other option is to let everybody know you're gonna be taking a break during your busiest time. And I do this myself sometimes. Um, for example, you could take a break from your major marketing stuff, like your newsletter, blog, giving talks, whatever you do, for the entire month of December. That's not gonna shock anybody. People are probably gonna be, uh, you know, not the least bit surprised that you take the month of December off doing that stuff. It's, it's kind of normal. A lot of businesses that aren't fueled by that busy Christmas shopping season do take breaks in December from that sort of stuff. 
but just make sure you have it in your schedule to get right back to it in January. And also make sure you make it clear to people that you are taking a break for the month of December. That way, when your newsletter suddenly disappears off their radar, they're not surprised by it. They know that you were planning on taking a break for December. So there you have it. Choose some marketing methods that draw upon your strengths and start doing them consistently. See, I can't even say consistently. Consistently on a regular, predictable schedule. Plan for your busy times by automating or taking some sort of planned vacation. And remember, it's your business and you want to be in it for the long haul. So in order to make that happen, you need to do the work. And the marketing, while it might not be your favorite thing, and I totally hear that, you know, for me, when I was a massage therapist, it definitely wasn't my favorite thing either. That's part of the work. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. If you found this podcast interesting or helpful to you in some way, or if you found one of the other episodes helpful, I'd really appreciate it if you gave me a rating over on iTunes. Just load up iTunes, find my podcast, and click the stars to rate. Um, I'd appreciate it if you gave me five stars, but I totally understand if you feel that I'm not worth five stars. Um, That said, do pop me an email or find me on social media to let me know what I can do to improve the podcast. I would also really appreciate that. Also, if you want to leave me a written rating on iTunes, that would also be really great. Thanks so much, and I hope you guys are listening again next week. Take care. The music for this podcast is by Jason Shaw of audionautics.com and is used under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. Thanks, Jason.